Hi, and welcome to the Dorothy House podcast. My name is Holly, and I'm project manager in the Brand Comms team. In this series, we're going to be focusing on some of the amazing staff who are part of the Dorothy House family and the work that they do here at the hospice, but also across our community. And today I'm joined by Amy, who is the clinical lead of our therapies team. Hi, Amy. Hi, Holly. Thank you so much for being with me today. I really appreciate it. So I would really like to understand a little bit more about what the therapies team does. Um, what, what roles do you cover and what's the extent of your guys' work? So at Dorothy House, our um, therapies team consists of occupational therapists, often referred to as OTs, physiotherapists and complementary therapists. Um, and we're also really pleased to announce that we've recently um, recruited a specialist dietitian to the team as well. We also have clinical support assistants who work with us in therapies, but they also work across our day patient services. So they may work in the blood transfusion service or support and help in our day hospice unit. Um, and I should probably mention our amazing administration team who work across therapies and DPS and they have volunteers working with them. And I'll be honest, Holly, without them, we really couldn't function. Um, if ever there's a question you don't know, they will always have the answer. So our team really works across the inpatient unit, our day patient services, but also in the community. So our team works with patients, families and their carers in their own home. The team also support um, education across the organisation and that mm. could be internally to our staff or to people outside of the um, organisation also. That is really fascinating actually and all the facets of the work. So now I'm just really curious, how did you come to Dorothy House and what brought you here? How long have you been here? What's your story? Gosh, um, so I've worked here now for almost five years and I'm an adult nurse by background and also a health visitor. So I've worked with children and families mm -hmm. and I've worked with older adults around active aging, frailty and dementia. And I actually came to Dorothy House as a lymphedema nurse specialist um, and worked within the, the team then. Then I was offered the opportunity to go and work in education as an educational professional development lead. And my main role there was working on a, a training project regarding learning disabilities in palliative and end of life care. And then for the last year, I've been the clinical lead of the therapies team, which is great because it was the team I was in as a lymphedema nurse. Sure, yeah. And now I've come back as the clinical lead. Um, and Dorothy House, I think, really supported my career. I've had lots of opportunities around leadership, development and the skills I need. Um, and actually, I must admit, I was a student nurse here gosh, 2003, so what's that, nearly 19 years ago. Um, I came here on my last three-month placement before I qualified. Mm. Um, and I always knew I wanted to come back, but I was never really sure how I would come back or what I would do here. So I'm thrilled to have finally done that. Absolutely. And you've come back and had a variety of experiences mm. that you probably never even imagined, like being able to work on in the education team and um, support a lot of different aspects of the, the the holistic package of what we offer. Yeah, absolutely. Dorothy House is great because as an organization, you do get the opportunity to work across different boundaries, work with different teams, develop new skills. And I think that's what makes it special as an employer. Mm, definitely. Well, Tell me a little bit more about your role specifically as a clinical lead for the therapies team. 
So my role um, really involves leading the team to ensure that we can provide patients, families and carers with um, what we call safe and effective care. Um, and as a team, we believe that everyone with a life limiting illness, and that could be patients with cancer or a non-cancer illness, should be really supported to live and die well. Um, and the team have a real holistic approach, which means we prioritise their well-being, relaxation and independence. And we can offer a range of therapies and treatments really tailored to meet their individual needs mm-hmm. and achieve their, their goals. Mm-hmm. So tell me a little bit about your service provision in the therapies team, because we've spoken with some of the other teams and we can see how they've adapted their service provision in order to be able to offer um, virtual support or hybrid support, work in the community here at Winsley um, in a variety of different ways. So what does that look like for your team? So during the pandemic, like a lot of services and health and social care providers, um, some of our groups and services and therapies had to temporarily stop. Mm -hmm. But I'm really pleased to tell you that we're now able to open back up some of our services. So, for example, uh, we offer a new long term conditions clinic. We have patients coming back into our our gym, which is great to see Mm -hmm. them and see the benefit they get from that. We offer acupuncture clinics now, and also we have um, complementary therapy outpatients. During the pandemic, I must say, our sort of physio team and some of the clinical support assistants started offering Zoom exercise classes, and they've been so popular. They continue now, and they're really great to hear our therapists and clinical support assistants delivering those in the gym and actually hearing some of the patients through through zoom having such a great time mm-hmm. must say though um we have a great trowbridge allotment group and that managed to carry on during the pandemic it was outside and we had safety precautions in place um and this is something it's run once a week by allotment volunteers and supported by one of our occupational therapists. So we're really proud that that continued. Absolutely. And it's easy to think about therapies in terms of occupational therapy and physiotherapy. But when you said allotment, I was quite surprised by that because you don't kind of picture that that is a a form of therapy. Mm. And it's not just the physical, but also the social element. Absolutely, yes. The groups run, um, like I said, by our volunteers um, and they meet once a week and we've got raised beds, um, lower beds. Uh, They can come along and just spend time outside. And I Mm -hmm. think that social contact and that support for each Mm -hmm. other is really, really, really valuable. Absolutely. And a lot of what we lost in the pandemic was that that physical um, face-to-face contact and things. So that's great that they're able to kind of dig dig in deep really Um, (laughs) so tell me a little bit about what your typical day looks like well if I'm honest I don't think I have a a typical day like most of my colleagues um, at Dorothy House every day is very very different Mm. I think in terms of um, my role in leadership and line management um, there's things like we hold weekly caseload review meetings so the team of therapists can come together and discuss case studies and seek peer support if they need it. Um, I undertake regular one-to-ones with the members of the team to reflect on their working practice and support and guide them Mm -hmm. as possible. 
part of my role is really also to attend sort of clinical leadership organizational meetings. Um, I could be involved in recruitment and planning risk assessments and standard operating procedures. There's actually probably quite a long list of things if I start to, to sure. go through them. Um, so one of the things that I'm involved with at the moment is um, I'm a member of the Dorothy House Falls Group, the Quality Group and the Supervision Group. So I'm involved in lots of different areas of work, which is um, really exciting. And it gives me the opportunity to kind of develop my skills and knowledge as, as a clinical lead. Mm -hmm. And it sounds like in your role, particularly as a manager, you're supporting a lot of staff members in that. But I'm assuming you also feel really supported in your role. Yeah, I really do. I have a very supportive line manager and I work really closely um, with the day patient services clinical lead. So we look at the services that we offer jointly. Um, we regularly uh, reflect on challenges and celebrate successes. Um, and just generally that support is is brilliant. So, uh, for example, I mentioned that I go to the Fools um, group. So and by that you don't mean autumn? No. <laughs> Well, that'd be nice. <laughs> no, and um, the the falls group. So myself and the clinical lead of the day patient services. We've been looking at our falls policy. What what is that? Explain that for people who are unfamiliar with that okay, kind of so terminology. Our falls policy is looking at how we can um, prevent falls within the organisation, and then if patients have fallen, ensuring that they have the right care plans right documentation and they have access to um, the right professional support at the right time and they therefore receive the right care. Um, like I said before, it's all about that safe, effective care and mm -hmm. by working together, we can really try and achieve that. So is just taking falls, for example, is that something that's quite common in hospice care? Is that something you would see normally in the community? Because I think some people listening to this might think, well, that seems quite an odd thing to have a group for. You know, you can mm -hmm. kind of picture things like safety or quality or what mm -hmm. have you. But um, what what sort of role does that play? So falls can happen across our inpatient unit, our day patient services and community. And we do try and prevent them. We have preventative measures in place. We try to assess patients when they come into Dorothy House, whatever service, to identify any risks. But unfortunately, sometimes falls do happen for a variety of reasons. Mm. So our role is to look at how do we try and prevent them? How do we identify if someone's at risk? Mm. And then if they do, unfortunately, for making sure that we've got the best care in place for them to sure. support them. I guess um, knowing of... of People uh, that I've had contact with who have had a fall and not been able to pick themselves back up again or figure out um, how to access help and things like that, it's terrifying. Mm. So actually, um, these groups are all about supporting our patients to provide the best care and help them in the best way possible in a preventative way. The Falls Prevention Group is is multi-professional. So we have my, myself, we have the day patient clinical lead, we have someone from our inpatient unit, someone from the community. Mm. And it's really looking about, about best practice mm -hmm. um, and, and how we achieve that for our patients here. So tell me about any particular patient stories that have stuck with you over the years, just something that kind of warmed your heart or... Um, struck you. I'm sure people at home would love to hear from your years of experience here. <laughs> I think the patient story that really sticks with me, and it's it's something I found out about quite early on when I started working for Dorothy House, actually when I was on my induction, um, there's a patient story about a lady that has come into our inpatient unit and the family bring her horse in through the patio 
doors um, into her room. And it's called, uh, I think it's called Karis the Horse. And I remember watching that and it just has stuck with me for all my time at Dorothy House Mm. um, that actually Dorothy House really goes above and beyond to support families and and their Mm. carers. And I really would encourage everyone to watch it. And I think if you go onto Google and put in Dorothy House, Carish the Horse, um, you can watch it Mm. and for yourself, see how special that is. Mm. Um, It's just something that's really stuck with me. Absolutely. Yeah, it's a really heartwarming story, isn't it? And I think you're right. It does demonstrate just the lengths that the hospice will go to in order to be able to make someone feel like this is their home and it's a safe space. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, absolutely. Really touching. What about you personally? Um, is there any patients or stories that um, something from your time here that you would want to share? Yeah, I mean, I love seeing patients um you know walking up and down the therapies corridor in the gym coming back from our, our beacon and, and having those conversations but for me i think when i was a lymphedema nurse there's there's one patient that's always stuck with me mm. um and he was a chap that was coming into clinic and i just remember it being a horrible windy wet day i think we were having um gales at the time mm. and we tried to cancel all our patients because it just wasn't safe for them to travel in and he came in with a volunteer and he arrived at the entrance and bless him, he he was so frail and he was so tired and he was walking with his sticks and he had an absolute determination that he was coming in to see us. Yeah. Um, and he came in and I was actually due to see him for some lower leg swelling um, and he was determined to get on the couch, which he did. And actually looking at his legs, he didn't really have any swelling at all. And he actually told me that his main problem was around pain in his back and he couldn't sleep and he couldn't get comfy at home. Mm. And that was really a problem. Mm. So actually, um, I made him really comfortable on the couch. I got lots of pillows and blankets. So while we were having a discussion, he could feel comfortable mm. and try and unpick a little bit more about when this swelling had happened and has it gone? Does it come back? Yeah. And he actually fell asleep while we were talking. Oh. Um, and actually what I did for that clinic appointment is I stayed with him and I let him sleep. Wow. Because... That to him was the most important thing. Yeah. Um, and as clinicians, you know, we have to remember we're, we're there to support patients in, in their goals and what their needs are. And at that clinic appointment, his need wasn't swelling in his lower legs. Yeah. His need was actually, he was in a really comfortable place, so much so that he fell, a, fell asleep. Mm-hmm. Um, and I eventually had to obviously wake him up. <laughs> um, and he said that that was the, the most comfortable he'd been for a really long time. Wow. And he really valued being given that time to just rest Mm -hmm. um he was you know i spoke to the nurse specialist after that clinic appointment and and they did go and see him around his pain um he was eventually admitted a couple of days later and he died here um and i was told that by the inpatient staff that actually he died and he was really comfortable he was really cozy and he was pain free so for me that's just something that that stuck with me my time here and what a testimony to the safety that he felt in being completely surrounded by the care that he was offered Mm. by dorothy house Mm. and um yeah not just a a patient on the books for a 15 minute appointment Mm. now you go again so yeah yeah. and we we sort of joked that he'd come in for a sleep but actually Mm. that was really important absolutely to him and at that time that's the best care that i could give him was just to let him be comfortable Mm -hmm. and it feels like um because i know we prioritize goal setting with patients and understanding the 
the things that they want to achieve mm. and what is important to them, because it might not be the same things that we think are mm. important. Um, but being able to be there to support him in that, that actually the most important thing was just a bit of rest where not knowing his home situation, it could have been that he just, he could not find that solace there, mm. but for whatever reason, as soon as he got here, he knew that it was okay to just yeah fall, fall off to sleep yeah just stop and be rather than try and do and yeah I think stories like that really stick with you and it's it's one of the reasons why I really enjoy working at Dorothy House and I'm really proud to be here yeah absolutely and I can tell that just chatting with you and I, I'm guessing you probably got a thousand reasons about why you love your job mm. but um, can you limit it to just a few and tell mm. us what it is that you really love what keeps you here at Dorothy House I think there's always sort of three things for me. So it's it's the people that I work with. Like me. Like you, Holly. <laughs> <laughs> it's the people that I work with. It's about the patients and it's about the families, but also it's about the place. Absolutely. Everyone um, that comes to Dorothy House that's so amazed how beautiful the surroundings are yeah. and, and the building is. And it's quite funny when I... When I tell people I work at Dorothy House, you quite often get like a sympathetic head tilt and people say, oh, that must be terrible. I couldn't do your yeah, job. Yeah. And to try and explain to them that actually this yeah. is an incredibly positive place. Mm -hmm. It's a place mm -hmm. that does, you know, we do celebrate and there's joy and there there are sad times yeah. um, inevitably, but we're really supported here as members of, you know, members of the Dorothy House team and the team members support each other. You know, I think... It's a fabulous place to work. And unfortunately, people do still think that it's it's all about death and dying. Sure. Mm -hmm. um, but it's about, like we said, it's about helping people to live well and yeah. to die well. Yeah. And yeah, it's possibly one of the most positive places that I've worked. The team environment here is quite special, isn't it? It's really unlike most places I've ever worked before. So it's lovely to have all of that support around us constantly. Yeah, I think so. I mean, certainly within the therapies team, um, if someone's having a bit of a bad day or, you know, they're working with a patient and it's it's getting to them, which sometimes it can, um, the, the the members of the team just all support each other. They mm -hmm. flock around. There's, mm -hmm. you know, there's always a cup of tea. There's support. There's conversations. Mm -hmm. um, and I think that's really special. Mm -hmm. And also just working at Dorothy House, you know, where else can you look out of your office window and see a horse dressed as a unicorn walking across the grounds? <laughs> or, you know, True. we look out of our therapies room windows and we can see patients um, from IPU mm -hmm. on their sort of patio area, on their beds mm -hmm. or in their reclining chairs with, with patients and their families. Um, they're all there together. Yeah. Um, it's just a really special place. It is really special. And like you said, there is that... Um, feeling sometimes like, oh, it must just all be sadness all the time. But actually, most of us don't experience that. It, mm -hmm. Our experience is that there's such a light here and it's, it is a wonderful place to um, even just spend time. So uh, the Firefly Woods, for instance, the art installation that's out in the woodland area, um, it's it provides all these spaces across the grounds mm -hmm. and in the building in that that it's like it's like no other place in the community is it no you can't you try your best but you can't mm. you can't sort of explain to people how how kind of special it is mm -hmm. so i'm yeah i'm really proud to work here brilliant well it's been wonderful to talk to you today and yeah really enjoyed this time to understand the therapies team and all the intricacies of your work um and just really to get an inside look into um all of the 
the offer that you guys have for the community in order to be able to support families, patients, and all their, their loved ones. So thank you so much for your time, Amy. Oh, thank you, Holly. It's been lovely to talk to you. So thank you so much, everyone, for joining us today. And if you would like to find out more about our services, or perhaps you'd like to know more about even joining our team, you can visit us at dorothyhouse.org.uk. And you can also keep up with our latest news, our events, and everything else that we're involved with by following us on Facebook, Twitter, or Insta. Thank you so much for being with us. Bye.